0: Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your
1: pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport
2: safety starts now. And by that, we mean now. It starts right now. We are live. Welcome to Lead Lap. We are... Set in the Race Chaser studio for another couple of hours of motorsports conversation. We are happy that you are listening to us on PMN Radio, or you may be watching us on Twitch. Either way, we're excited and glad to have you aboard, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We also have a special guest in the
3: studio. My name is Tom Baker. Next to me on my right is Jacob Seelman. Yeah, but by the way, I also have a point to make here. Think Thinking about your Open I, I'm surprised Shane Andrews, the the other the other cue ball from the Northeast, hasn't come and, and found you and gone, hey, wait a minute, that's my line. Which line exactly was, well, are you one, accusing let me, me rephrase of thefting that, from re- Shane? Let me rephrase that. One of his lines, the granny put your teeth in your pocket line.
2: That actually was a Paul Small line.
3: Oh, was originally. it? Yeah, and Paul knows I stole it, and that's... I give him credit for it every time I use it at a
2: racetrack. Yeah, Paul was uh, one of my announcing mentors, and that was originally his Paul line.
3: started it, Shane took it, and you retook well, cause it. Well,
2: because Paul and Shane work together <laughs> all the time. They, everybody, that's what, you know, there's a group of us that we just all borrow from each other. That's Is that how that and works? Shane comes up, I swear, he comes up with the three or four new ones every time I hear him. Just, he, is, he is unbelievable. Um, at any rate, back to the show. On my left is Randy Miller from, John, from the inside pass. Oh, I think we broke
4: Randy. No, I was just going to say, I think there are some grandmas who still actually have their teeth. So we oh. can't put all of them in that same category. Mine does See? And,
2: uh, on the end of the table. Is Ryan
4: Yeah, He's probably it, ready to leave already. <laughs> no, I'm good.
2: This, that was a nice <laughs> intro. Yeah, I think,
3: <laughs> I think Ryan's going to have a good time tonight. This endeavor is, has only taken uh, about... I'm going to say, I think, a year and a half.
5: Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's been a year or two at least uh, that we've been trying to get old Ryan in the studio. We're happy to have him finally. We we enjoy watching Ryan race and appreciate his talent. And he showed what he can do in an Xfinity car over the weekend in Iowa running for JD Motorsports. A nice 22nd place run. Uh, Stayed out of trouble. Did a good job. First time ever at the Xfinity level. (coughs) Pardon me. uh, Crossed from us. Behind the proverbial glass, in the tech shed, as we like to say, is Chris Murdoch, who you will hear from, I'm sure, before the show is over. He is punching audio buttons, video buttons, keeping us on the air and operating as well as he, can be. He likes to push Jacobs' buttons too. Yeah, well, we no. all we all like to push Jacobs' buttons. Of that's you know it's that's why we have him here. Exactly. Um, so we are actually. Um, We are actually excited about the show tonight with Ryan being in the studio. However, it is customary that we usually start with the news of the day. Uh In this case, Uh the news of the day was actually the news of late yesterday (laughs) afternoon (laughs) um, (laughs) because um, Ross Chastain won the truck race until he didn't.
3: Dear niece, Motorsports. Oops. Oops. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we don't that. really know what happened. Uh, we? Actually, I mean, we do know exactly Do we know what exactly what happened? Yes, we do. The truck was too low in the front end. Well, we, I know that. How it got that
2: way is what's in question. Because well, yeah,
3: okay, so here's the deal. Long story short, the team's trying to claim that there was damage caused during Correct. the race that made it too low in post-race inspection. I don't know about anybody else, but as far as as far as I saw it during the course of the race, that truck looked flawless. I mean, I I never saw Ross make contact once with anybody or anything. So, Dear Niece Motorsports, you're trying to put the burden of proof on NASCAR in order to say, "Oh, oh, hey, that that actually wasn't designed to maybe break and cause the front end to be lower and give you an advantage." Yeah, right. They're well, not gonna They're not gonna win the appeal. I'm sorry. It's it's disheartening. It's unfortunate. I have to say, I was amused by the comments section yesterday because, well. You know, we, we knew this was going to happen eventually, but I think everybody hoped it would happen to somebody that was universally disliked by the industry instead of somebody like, I don't know, Ross, who everybody likes. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact the, fat, the, the fact that that happened made the comments section in the chat, so to speak. Ryan knows what I'm talking about. Uh, much, much more delightful and interesting. Ryan's just not going to comment.
2: Because yeah. No, I'm not, not, not going to n- say anything. Uh, no.
3: No, no. He, good. He, yeah. That's a he, good call.
2: Um, it, it, it's just not good. I don't know. I mean, here's my deal with this. First of all, I it just makes me sad that it was Ross. I mean, I I feel so bad because the guy went out. He won the race. You know, we have this great story of him coming over and and doing you know running for the truck championship. He you know he needs to win and finish the top twenty. Uh huh. And you know the win put him within easy striking distance of the top twenty. Um, he picked up another fifty thousand bucks. Um, has a chance to run for another hundred thousand. I think it would have been a gateway. Yes. And so it's a great story. And then here we have a disqualification. So on the one hand, I'm really sad for Ross, however, and the team. However, on the other hand, I'm very, very happy. That NASCAR followed through on what they said they were going to do when they went to this new uh, post-race inspection and decided that they were going to announce the DQ and take the win away and do all those other things early in the season at the track, Mm -hmm. which is what all the fans said they wanted. It seems, Randy, uh, uh, until it, it they actually did it. And then the, some of these dee fans dee are dee like, dee what dee are dee dee dee
4: you doing? Why are you doing that? You it's can't have it both ways. It's because it didn't happen to a Kyle Bush Correct. or Kevin Harvey. Um, if,
3: if it had happened to Kyle Bush we wouldn't even be having
4: this discussion. That's true. That is very true. It's because it's poor Ross Chastain. Well, we'd still be having I mean, a discussion. But... Look at it. You look at it this way. I mean, obviously, you know, even for myself being obviously, you know, a, an advocate for somebody who wants to see Ross Chastain, you know, the Cinderella story come to life. There's a glimmer of hope that maybe there's some reason why the front end may be low. But, I mean, come on. I mean, they said it was a a damaged race car. Unless John S. Hunter went over his race truck, um, then I don't (laughs) think there's any possible way that that that's going to be a situation where an accident or getting into somebody is going to cause the front end to go that low to the ground to where it doesn't pass technical inspection. So, I mean... You know, for looking at it from from you know from your perspective, Tom. I mean, obviously, you want NASCAR to be consistent. Right. They were consistent, yep. and it, unfortunately, you know, Ryan Ch- Ross Chastain had to be the first victim of, uh-huh. of them being consistent. But at the same time, if they didn't do anything at all, then they'd still be complaining about well, you said you were going right. to do something, and you never did do anything. Yep. So unfortunately, Ross has to be the victim. But you know, I want it. I want NASCAR to do do its job regardless of who it is. Right. I just hate
2: that it was Ross and East Motorsports in this situation that became sort of the proof that I NASCAR know. was going to do what they it, were going it, to
3: do. It sucks that they're the first guinea pig, but here's the deal. And this is my message to all the fans who are whining and complaining about the fact that Ross got DQ'd on Sunday. You can't have it both ways. Right. You can't complain because somebody you like got DQ'd, right. and then be all happy when it happens to Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick or whoever else. Whoever it is. you don't
2: like, Joey Logano, whoever. Everybody's right. been
3: everybody's been complaining and wanting consistency for how long now, and now we're finally getting it. Shut up.
2: Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's exactly the way I feel too. It's it's and it, like I said, it was a really tough situation. However, that's what happened. Nice is appealing the penalty. We'll see where that goes. Meanwhile, they're all focused on preparing for their next race at Gateway and going and trying to do it again, only this time, obviously, with a legal truck. Um, We don't know what the circumstances were, um, but it doesn't matter. You're illegal. Um, Damage is damage. That's kind of the whole thing with me. I mean I I think back and I was saying this to Chris earlier we were I was I brought this up earlier when Michael Waltrip won that race at Daytona a few years back and, that, and the had spoiler the spoiler yeah. you know laying on the back of the truck <laughs> you know it's not legal sorry love that it was a great story love that Michael won and it was a tribute to Dale and whatever but it's not legal. We also, you you well, can't let that
3: go. We also didn't have a DQ rule in place at that point. Well, though.
2: but that's why I'm why I'm saying I support the DQ rule for that reason. It mm. take it, it eliminates. Hopefully, you know I don't care if it's damage or if you didn't purposefully do it. It's illegal. Can I and, propose a
0: marketing question? Sure. So the Triple Truck Challenge. We've had you know one person who wasn't a Truck Series regular win it. We had. A second person get DQ'd so they don't get to keep the money. Is the triple truck challenge a fail?
3: No, it's not. I mean, I don't think it's a fail. And, and and yes, Biffle's not a truck regular, but he had to declare for truck series points. He's just not a full time driver so right. he still gets the money Chris. oh well
0: i did forget that he can come back and run he can come back and Gateway. run this
3: weekend but they've already got four trucks and there i was, was gonna no, say there was no way on this planet kyle bush was getting a fifth truck yeah, together I mean, but brett Moffat gets the money and gets to go for a hundred thousand this well, weekend and,
2: and that's where i was going was d- despite all of that th- there was somebody that got the good news benefit of that that was uh-huh. brett Moffat, and oh you know i feel like that team kind of needed that <laughs> I mean, I I think they've they've been slightly underwhelming so far this year, and it's not really the way that you want to win. No. But – you know, th-
4: there they are, and here it is, and it's hard to win races in these series. The way his season's going, though, I mean, a win, you know, a second place would be a win, anyway. Exactly. So I mean, well, you, you know, yeah, you right. who, knows had, at... who knows if he would have been able to get a win, any, anyways, without right. out, you know the the disqualification. But the crazy thing is, is that everybody complains about this rule. This rule is the same rule they have at every dirt track across the country. Exactly. I mean, I don't understand why Not... people are so up in arms about you know why did you disqualify <laughs> him when he cheated? Yeah. Because you disqualify people when they cheat. I mean,
3: yeah. And not just dirt tracks either. We had the same thing in the uh, GTM class at uh, the 24 Hours of Le Mans over the weekend. It's a sports thing. It's not a motorsports thing. Exactly. Keating Motorsports got DQ'd for a a fuel filling issue at Le Mans and lost their class win earlier today. Basically the same concept as what we did to Ross Chastain. If you're illegal, you don't win. Right. And again, it doesn't matter the circumstances why
2: it it just is the way it is yep. so i i like the rule just hate that that could happened to, to Ross and Neeson, and, and and I hope they go out. I believe they will. I think Ross wins another race Determination. before the year's out, and I think he's in the top 20 and, and, and runs for the championship. Well, the problem
3: is now he's right back to where he started. If they don't win the appeal, he's right back to where he started, and now he has two less races to try and make up 100 points. I'm not too worried about it. Anthony Alfredo was sitting in the top 20 going into
2: last week, and he hadn't run but, what, five, six races or whatever. Um you know not that hard to finish the top 20 in truck points if you run every race so we're gonna step aside when we come back more conversation about the truck race because ross chastain's dq won the uh. only controversy <laughs> so <laughs> we'll uh, talk about the other one when hey, we come back line, more of lead lap radio presented by hms motorsport around
1: the turn you own a performance car and you know how to drive but you want to learn real performance driving Louis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. One of several entry level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302 827 2054. That's 302 827 2054. Lewis Meinecke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the
2: Performance Motorsports Network.
3: Hey, we need to talk about him in this segment.
2: Yeah, um, we will get to that. Uh, patience, my boy, patience. But I'm not –
3: have you met me? <laughs> first, I,
2: <laughs> first, I want – Jacob Seelman, ladies and gentlemen. First, I want to talk about how Austin Hill kick-started Johnny Sauter's heart the other day, or at least his temper. No, he, he, he scraped the match and lit the fuse. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah, that was uh, – That was an interesting scenario there. And I know that – I mean, I don't know that we – from what I understand, this thing went back as far as Texas and Johnny was mad at Austin for something. So Johnny moved him. Yeah, because
3: Austin walled him at Texas. Um, Inadvertently, but he still walled him. Yeah,
2: so, you know, Johnny – yeah, Johnny carried it over and he moved him when he passed him at – at Iowa yesterday, he did not spin him, he did not crash him, he moved him. And then Austin just spun him into the fence. Um, so you had uneven even payback to start with. Yeah. Um, you got moved and then you hit you, you put the other guy on the wall. Um, but then Johnny turns around <laughs> and comes back and under the a caution, Kyle Bush and pulled a Kyle Bush or um, Matt Kenseth. Or Matt Kenseth. And no, no,
3: Matt, Matt. Matt's Matt's deal was under green. That's true. It was, um, it was
0: like it, a game of tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: thank you, Chris. So,
2: unfortunately, the wind-up here is that we now have two guys who one of them got parked. The other one was actually allowed to keep going, which honestly boggled my
3: mind. Um, I th- I, I'm not convinced that Austin intentionally put him in the wall. See. I think he was trying to return the move. I just think he... Got, him, he, he got into him a little too. Tough. He
2: wasn't trying to just it, move him out of the way. I think He it was, was trying to dump him. I think it was physics. I think there's he not, was no question. Let me, let me no rephrase
3: my. that. I think he was trying to spin him. I don't think he intended for Johnny to end up in the what wall. What do you
2: think's going to happen? Right. I mean, if you, everybody knows the intention track.
4: when it's, he was doing it, but I, I think
0: mean, I was a pretty small track. There's there's a, a high
2: probability of hitting the wall. Exactly. You'd, you'd, again, it was uneven payback. So, you know, Justin Sullivan in our chat, Austin Hill had it coming. I agree. Um, but not under the caution. You don't Absolutely go and – here's the deal. If, if, if you want to – you know, if you're Johnny Sauter and you want to go have words with the guy afterward or whatever, go have words with him. It's whatever. But don't, don't dump him under the caution. That was just stupid. And I immediately my – respo- my immediate response is both drivers need a week off. Period. Park them for at least one race. They don't race Gateway. End of discussion. You can't park Johnny without parking Austin or vice versa. Both ex- of them ex- intentionally.
3: No. no. No, I completely disagree with this because there's a di- there's a difference between drivers settling a score on the racetrack and what Johnny Sauter did under caution. When Kyle Busch got into Ron Hornaday and put him in the wall under caution at Texas in a truck race years ago, Kyle Busch was parked for the remainder of the weekend. Now, it, it, Johnny doesn't run in any of the upper series, so that's not necessarily a punishment. But, you know, this is what we get when we have the boys have at it. Philosophy. Now, Johnny went over the top of that by causing damage to another truck and wrecking Austin under caution. That absolutely deserves a week off. But if you're going to have boys have at it, you better be prepared for drivers to settle their differences under green, and that's what we saw but with there Austin But there's a difference
2: Hill. between moving a guy and spinning him into the wall. I, I'm sorry, uh, but— I'm at so, that, Austin hold on, Hill hold is on. not the first gave, driver to I, do that. I gave you space. Now I want mine. At the end of at the end of this, you have you have the first incident was a move. He moved Johnny
3: moved him. He didn't spin him. He hardly touched him. No, he jo- moved him. Johnny didn't move okay. him. Johnny clipped him trying to dive to the bottom of the race. Well track. no, he admitted that he
2: moved him. He was trying to move him out of the way. That was again, that was part of what's left over from Texas. Austin came back and just drove right through him. There's no question in my mind Austin was trying to spin him on even payback. You don't spin and put people in the wall with your race car. Sorry. I know that, that, you know, three out of every five late model races in the South are settled with a spin <laughs> after a restart on the last lap. Okay. Ask
3: Repco how many times he's seen that Th- before. This is,
2: this
5: is uh, what. About twice this year.
2: Yeah. Th- yeah. That's about right. See, this I ran is. I three races. And this is why we. We have this kind of thing because we've allowed it in NASCAR for years and a whole generation of drivers have been doing it for all this time. It's like, I'm sorry, if you gotta if you gotta spin a guy out or dump a guy to win a race, you're not very talented.
3: They weren't even racing. End of for discussion. The win.
2: Exactly. And so the same thing applies here. If you're gonna purposely spin a guy out, this is racing. It's not boxing. It's not WWE. You know, we're not at Bowman Gray here. I mean, I understand hmm. that's why 15,000 people a week go to Bowman Gray. I get it. Okay? I don't have to necessarily think it's a great idea. I understand it. But shouldn't be happening in NASCAR's National Series. You sit Austin and Johnny both out a week and tell them your feud's over. Period. End of discussion. I don't believe that you take Johnny off the track
3: without taking Austin off the track because the only difference is what flag was out.
0: Well, it that, was but, still just but as malicious. A, but,
3: but that's the listen. No, that that's the point. Though there is a rule stated in the rule book for taking something out under caution. Well, there is not a rule in the rule book for well, what happens. But under that doesn't mean conditions. NASCAR still
2: can't. It, it there, still can't uh, here, sit somebody down. Well,
3: at the end there's of the no day, at the end of the day, there's a precedent for. Things that are settled under caution, which is done, and well, I, which I believe is going to happen to Johnny on either Tuesday or Wednesday this week. But we have. Do you
2: actually think NASCAR will pull him I off? I believe
4: the- they will park him for a week. Yes, but Randy, uh, you believe that? I, I believe that there's did, a penalty that should happen. I, I mean, no matter what happens, it's not. I don't feel like. Anything that happened prior to Iowa should even matter, like wins Correct. or points or none of that matters. If it were me, I would do the same thing to Johnny that we did to Ross Chastain, disqualify him from everything happening at Iowa and make him start from whatever at Gateway. Well, he didn't they, get any points, nothing for So So in other words,
0: if they don't park Johnny – they're going to get a whole lot of flack for you know parking
4: Kenseth when he wrecked Logano. Exactly. But, but there's they, a precedent. But there. if they park him, he doesn't get to win for the championship because he wouldn't qualify for a race. Not mm-hmm.
3: necessarily. You should have thought of unless that. Unless they, but, uh, uh, but unless would they, they give they, him? Would because they give him a waiver? I don't know. That's a question. Right? That NASCAR why? But has why would
4: they? Answer. Because then, if you're going to give him a waiver, why penalize him in the first place? Well, see, that's and, and that's mean, for me.
2: For me, here's the deal: you should have thought of that before you pile right. the guy uh, under caution. Okay, you you can't. I don't care if he can run for the championship or not. And I don't care what that does to sponsor you. You've got to be in control of your racing vehicle. You also got to be in control of your temper. You've been in the truck series for we 10, and we 15 know Johnny years. years. You yeah. know better. Well, yeah. Johnny, we know Johnny's excitable. Am I being nice and kind about that? He's excitable. And we know that he loses his mind sometimes. And that's exactly what happened. He uh-huh. lost his mind. And you know, he ended up attacking somebody else under caution. You can't you can't do that. But at the same time, what Austin Hill did is everybody's wrong. So you, are you,
3: are you going to go back and call every single move like that that's ever happened in the history of racing wrong then? Yeah, exactly. That's I your, am. Then that's but, your theory. I don't have to agree with it. That's, I'm not that's going my to. theory.
2: I don't like seeing guys with uneven payback. If you spin me and I go back and spin you, that's at least even payback. I don't like seeing any of it because – There's you can take other cars out with you, number one. And also, you know, there are people that put hours and dollars of time into these yeah. race cars. We shouldn't
3: be playing bumper cars on the racetrack. I never like that. We didn't but, have even the, we in the didn't hang around ha- yet. Oh yeah, you're right. We didn't have this radio. We're having show. it early. Yeah, we, <laughs> we didn't have so we didn't have this show back when they first instituted the principle years ago. But that would draw to reason then that you were against NASCAR instituting boys have at it to begin with.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, because so, because again, there's a level of professionalism that ought to go on at that level that doesn't and Justin Sullivan agrees with me. Moving someone and spinning
4: someone are two entirely
2: different things.
4: Maybe Johnny's just mad at Austin because Austin took Brett's ride and Brett took Johnny's ride. <laughs> so he's just are going – he's trying, getting back at Brett through you're Austin. You're trying to draw way too many parallels I, Hey, I'm just saying. I mean, I'd be bitter if I lost my right too. It was a good I'm effort, saying. Randy. Um, but, yeah, it's just it, – it for me, I, I
2: just feel like both of them need a week off to cool down because that, that just shouldn't be happening – Um, at that level and I think it's unfortunate that it did to be honest because it you know it really took although Austin was allowed to continue which I just again I just can't NASCAR just does not want to use a black flag unless you do something under a caution anything you do under green seems to be okay Um,
0: I just thought it was funny you can see on the replay that Austin tried to run away
2: he yeah, to throttle up and get yeah. out of there. He was coming. He tried to get away from it. it was pretty, pretty interesting. But anyhow, uh, but but in any rate, Brett Moffitt wins and puts himself at least for now, yeah. um, pending the appeal, puts himself into championship
3: contention, into the playoffs. I mean, he was in solidly on yeah. points, anyways. But he's now locked in, and they get think. the win,
2: which. Now we go to Gateway and they've got a little extra incentive because, boy, you know, 50,000 is one thing. 100,000 is really, yeah. you know,
3: yeah. <laughs> really interesting. 100,000 so, more.
2: Yeah. So uh, it definitely is, is going to be uh, tough to chase Brett Moffitt down, I think, at Gateway this weekend. He's going to be – he's going to have a little extra incentive. Um, yeah, and, just a bit. You know, so should be interesting. We also had – um an Xfinity series race obviously this guy was in
5: and yes I might have been there for that you were there for that (laughs) thank Um, God you
3: weren't there for the other one hey by the way I did I did research on this and us getting that's scary (laughs) us getting Repco in here actually goes back two years um two years ago this week because we were trying to get you in here before your ARCA debut at Madison really in 17 yeah and that was end. with Mason Mitchell. Yep, that was yeah. with May- That was his first race yep. with Mason.
2: Yep, yep. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Xfinity race next because Ryan was in it, and we want to talk to Ryan about Ryan as well. <laughs> yes. And maybe a, a a few funny stories about Mason Mitchell because you know, well, that's always fun too. Hey, so. Ma-
3: Mason's not down here anymore. We can that's throw right. him we under the pick bus. On we, sure. we can pick on him and throw him under that's the bus. That's what you get when you move away. Let's
5: make stuff up about him. <laughs> <laughs> I all, like the way and, you think and put it all over the internet. <laughs> All
3: of that is
2: coming up around the oh turn. Boy. Don't go anywhere. It gets better.
1: Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift or you can email them at office at
2: com. drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way hms motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety hms serves a majority of nascar indycar and emsa weathertech teams as well as countless scca and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout north america Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even RaceCom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget.
8: Woo-hoo! Hi, I'm John Holliman, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance
0: Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Woo-hoo! Oh, that's way too fitting yeah. considering what we were just yeah. talking about.
2: Yeah, good old John Holliman. You can always count on him to be in the middle of some action up there yeah. at Bowling Gray, can't you? I don't Ooh. think uh, they didn't even get hardly get the cars out of the trailer on the first week, and
3: somebody was... First week or second week, yeah. First week or second week, something and like somebody that.
2: was uh, attacking young Master Holloman for something or other that uh, happened. It, uh, it's, it's interesting. Nonetheless, welcome back to League Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. By the way, you can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And you should, by golly, if you're looking for anything in the realm of driver safety equipment. They have got all kinds of the best brands, and they are experts in helping you to determine exactly what you need for your type of racing, because it's not one-size-fits-all, and they even have radios over there as well. So uh, just to hop on their website at HMSMotorsport.com. And uh, apparently when, he when,
4: keeps
3: him in business. When, when you took the when you took the breath, I thought you were going to do the Jeff Dunham thing. Which Jeff Dunham thing is that? With H with HMS Motorsport dot com. Oh, he could have
2: done that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't have a really good peanut imitation I though. You know, I'm. <laughs> yeah, you I'm kind more of look of like him, him too. Yeah, Was I don't he? think Tom could hit that note. <laughs> Was <he? laughs> No, I don't think I could hit that note. Uh, Jose oh, Hey hey, hey Chris. Jose jalapeno on the other hand <laughs> Hey
3: Chris is that like quick time on a steak Um
4: okay back to Ray yeah, talk
3: let, let's talk you about it took
4: you guys 2 years to get him here and now he will never come back again Well
3: so. So. <laughs> <laughs> No I, th- I think we're in, I think we're at least being entertaining However Oh lord However you should have thought before you tried to throw Mason under the bus in the last segment cuz I Why? have dirt Uh oh Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I just got fed dirt during the break Uh-oh. Thanks Mason Oh, Mason so, Mitchell's. Right? <laughs> so we're now going All to. All right, story time, Repco. What? So, uh, uh, about the uh, whole driver intro debacle, how in the Sam heck did you attempt to fall out of the
5: truck? You call that dirt?
3: Well, Mason called it dirt. You almost called
5: the. dirt. I was thinking there was going to be something, like, way worse. Okay, well, so, if got got
3: so if he's got something, I've got that, a line. Then an
4: actual
5: dirt. That
3: demands It does demand a that's,
5: that's just called not paying attention.
3: Uh, well, hey, at and least you admit
5: it. And not realizing that, like, they take off that fast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is you weren't prepared and they left and you're just...
5: No, I was just taking it all in. I was overlooking at the, you know, the driver intro stage where I just came from. Oh, that looks cool! Whoa, it we're going. A, it was
3: a rookie
2: mistake. That's
5: yeah, it was my first race. Oh, they're so bullies. Were you? Were you racing?
2: Were you racing a <laughs> truck? Is that what? No, he no, was the, riding in the back of the truck. No, the like oh. when they
5: do the lap around like, I after driver okay. intros.
2: So, you were doing a lap around and you weren't paying attention, that the truck took off. No,
5: yeah. I, I just got in it and I was staring back at the stage, you know, seeing where I just came from and looking at all the people that were there. <laughs> and um, yeah, they put handles on the back of it for a reason. I didn't know that. They put <laughs> handles on on uh, the back windshield of those trucks for drivers to hold on to. In.
2: Interesting.
5: Where was this? Um,
2: Start finish line?
5: Yeah, about that. And then. Um, well, no,
2: what track is oh. where I was that. Oh, Iowa. Iowa. This, oh, past weekend. this past weekend. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. Just now. But, um, yeah, I didn't
5: know if we were talking about an Narcos. And or then I was I, on the I, same truck Mason as Vinny Miller, and he was telling me oh, that boy. at um, one of the road courses, I forgot which one, his handle actually broke off, and he did oh. fall. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Snake tamer fell.
3: No, see, we were at Iowa, and I know this because Mason showed up in his social on either. It was I don't remember if it was Saturday when it was raining or Sunday, but I know I, I guess it was race day that he popped up on my Twitter feed.
5: I saw him one time all weekend, one time and it was weekend. literally as I was, like, getting into the back of the truck, he wanted a selfie, and I was like, oh, oh okay. naturally. So, <laughs> yeah. that,
3: so, it's his, so it's his fault you weren't that's, paying that's attention. That's the only
5: reason he knows is because he was there. <laughs> that's awesome. Mason wanted who, who a was selfie with
0: Yeah. was the person that lost their sunglasses, like, a week or two ago?
5: Logano. Oh,
0: yeah. He, like, dropped them, and they, they were never seen again. Yeah, pretty much. That's funny. That's almost, They're on eBay, probably. That yeah, almost exactly. a, Hey, that's
3: almost as good as Garrett Maines leaving his cell phone on top of his Legends car last week during practice for the shootout oh, and boy. vaporizing it in turn three. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Wow.
5: I so, think Colin Garrett did that one race. I think I want to say it was at Langley or something like that for the Hampton Heat. He did that. that so doesn't surprise. Somebody, somebody did that at the Hampton Heat. It might have been him. I'm not sure.
3: Anyway, let, so let's, let's yeah, talk about say, your Let's
2: actually debut talk here. about the race. What what was what was it like for you? What were you thinking about leading up to the race day? First of all, and then what was it like for you to actually go through that?
5: Well, I had extreme nerves because you know I, I'm an overthinker. Extreme nerves. Oh yeah. So I was. Does that translate to I was scared out of my mind? Yes. Okay. Because uh, we're on Just Fox sure. Sports One now, so we're um, <laughs> we're professional stock car racing now. Is that what you call it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, You know, in my head, like, there were all these different mistakes I could make and all this stuff. And I feel like I did a pretty good job of not being noticed for mistakes and stuff like that. So, um, I I mean, in my head, you know, we're getting ready to go out for qualifying. And, you know, you want to drive it as hard as you can in qualifying. And then you start thinking, well, what if it doesn't stick? (laughs) And I don't have that much experience on radial tires. And everybody says, you know, once they snap out, there's no recovering. What if that happens? Luckily, it didn't. But um, There'll be a bang yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) you'll hear a loud bang
5: i'll have a bunch of angry jdm um racing guys disappointed to say the least yeah but that that didn't happen no it didn't um i I mean i didn't qualify where i wanted to but i also only had 20 laps of practice so you can only be so disappointed with that
3: i was going to say you were not among those that were happy when the rain came
5: no, I needed laps bad. Uh, I basically just got enough laps to where I could had like something to think about overnight, and like not really anything beyond that. Um, well,
2: you made the show, obviously, and yep. you know, you, you. I thought you did a very good job in the race, from what I could see watching TV, of course, and just kind of keep track of the, the numbers and where you were at and whatever, and um, you you slowly kept climbing up most of the day, mm-hmm. so that's. That's a good thing because it seems like you got better as the race went on.
5: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I learned a lot. I mean, I had hardly any laps in the cars, and they drive kind of similar to Arca cars, but there there are a few differences. They feel a little bit more locked down, and you don't feel them roll quite as much. Um, and then, obviously, that was that was probably, other than Daytona, but that's a little bit different. That sure. was the biggest racetrack I'd ever ran on. Okay. So that was um, – definitely something new and I had never re- driven on like that d-shaped trioval type race track Myrtle Beach is kind of like that but that's also a little bit different I had never experienced that either to where like two ends of the track are that different because I think late in the race at one point I actually got to where like I would run on the bottom or not the bottom the middle in three and four and then I would run the very top in one and two so that was kind of something I was having to kind of work throughout the race
2: it was funny because at one point TV showed the leaders going by you to put you a lap down, whatever lap it was. And, you know, I just sat there and I'm thinking as if you can somehow telepathically understand. But, you know, like I'm thinking, okay, this is great. Follow the leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, learn from them. Um, but it was sort of like, you know. Yeah, I tried that. <laughs> yeah. but
5: they they turn a lot better in the middle than I do. I, 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 I did I, learn that. Um, I got behind uh, Christopher Bell at one point and I – I drove it in the same amount he did, and then I still had my wheel crossed up, tight in the middle. And then I w- watched his car just. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, no, I don't have anything for that."
3: <laughs> <laughs> there was nobody that had anything for that because no. he led 186 of 200.
5: No, nah, he was hooked <laughs> up. Usually the 20 would come by me, and then it was a long time before I saw anybody else. Right. So now oh, you yeah. know
2: what to do. You just need to be able to have a race car. That now you're doing I need. For you. Now
5: I just need practice, so yeah. that way I can get that worked into it. Sure. Well, not a tornado 20 miles from the track or whatever it was we canceled ooh, practice hello.
2: Man, I'll tell you what. I saw the pictures of this. It was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, it was
5: know. awful. And it was, like, starting to, like, flood in places and stuff. There were actually rental cars where um, water actually came up in them and ruined them. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Spencer
2: so, Boyd's car got ruined,
3: but his, de- his car was definitely yeah, one of the cars that was... So where were you hiding during that
5: on Saturday? I was in the garage area talking about what... We had just did because obviously that was the coolest thing I'd ever done, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what was
3: that moment? You know, when you're getting ready, you're strapped in, everything's done, you're getting ready to come to the green flag. I mean, emotionally, what what was that moment? Those first couple of moments as the race is starting on su- on Sunday. I know you said before the race you were trying to soak it all in during intros and everything, but that had to just be kind of kind of surreal.
5: Oh, yeah, I mean, I think it was at the first yellow flag, I kind of started thinking, like, we're here, I'm running Xfinity, you know, Um, and then before that, I had just been nervous up to the race, because it's not necessarily that I'm nervous that I'm going to get hurt or something like that, these cars are very safe, Sure. but um, it's more just meeting people's expectations than wanting to do as best I can, and... um, Provide the best result that I can, and you only get one debut in a series. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know we can have my debut next weekend or something, you right. know. And yeah. you want, and you really want to make a good first impression.
0: Well, well, you know when people give you crap about almost falling out of the back of the truck. You, if that's you did all good. they have, I must <laughs> have done good. Pretty, good. pretty
2: good. <laughs> well, you made a you made a good first impression. Yeah, so you were
3: entertaining. <laughs> now I'm cu- yeah. I'm curious. I, you know, you jumped up to the Xfinity series, but how did you, you know, how, how did the connection between you and Johnny Davis come about?
5: So, um, you actually have to go back to when I drove for Mason. Okay. So J.R. Longley, he, he, um, had a management position at, um, MMM and he obviously has his PMG management and he had been telling me he had this plan to move me up and all this stuff. And, um, you know, we reached a point with my late model where I think a lot of people, they run late models for years and years and they expect something to happen well nothing was really happening so we got with him and that's um i think i had an xfinity i had been approved to run iowa in like 48 hours or something crazy so um that's kind of how that came about we're gonna run multiple races with uh, jd and that's the team he works with
3: okay it's a fun team
5: though it oh like, yeah you i love like everybody there quick. oh they're awesome yeah i had a blast I... all weekend you can cut up with them and joke oh, yeah. and they're they're all cool
2: we love uh the folks at j d motorsports it's it's always fun we you know we try to do a lot with their drivers and mm-hmm. such and it's it's fun to to be able to do that um and you know it's interesting because mason um just before he got out of it i thought he had two of the very top prospects the entire country you and colby howard mm-hmm. um and colby's having a phenomenal year in the, in the super late models running i was for, gonna for say they,
3: they both fall under the pmg umbrella now yep. um
2: yeah that's right and and so um you know it's it's really interesting that now you get a shot to go do the xfinity thing and 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 you, i think you made the most of it i mean you were saying that you what you stalled it on pit road once, so and,
5: i made two um two big mistakes and then a few minor mistakes so my two big mistakes were okay so we were uh, the spider came over the radio and said we were kind of slow on pit, uh, pick it up a little bit so I did and then we ended up getting a speeding penalty in two different sections so what happened was we decided to come back in and make an adjustment since we were already going to start the back so it just made sense to go ahead and pit again but um leaving pit row, or leaving my pit box, I didn't give it enough gas, and I stalled it out. Well, that made it to where I was almost half a track back when the leaders went green, so I lost a lot of track position by doing that, not necessarily spots-wise, but just the length around the racetrack, and uh, the minor mistakes I made were just, you know, not being as close to everybody on restarts and stuff like that, like experienced people are. You know, I'm trying to being a rookie and it being my first race, I just want to have a clean day and get through it. So I wasn't necessarily pushing the issue as hard as I might have should have been. But um, I was able to come away with a clean car. So I feel like that was pretty good. But And I'll just work to improve that over time.
3: you roll it in the trailer. You don't tear it up. You've had a good day. Yep. Exactly. And
2: we'll continue to have a good evening talking motorsports on Lead Lap Radio right around the turn. Stay with
8: us. edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu.
1: Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less,
8: At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat?
6: Uh, Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov/the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're
3: listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to League Lap Radio. Note, I made Presented this mistake once. I'm
4: not doing it. Hms, but you are no fun. I noticed that he, did, he just looks down now. He doesn't yeah, look at the camera. He's like nope. No, you remember realize, it all too well.
0: You the, realize I can make you make that mistake as many times as I exactly, want. Exactly. I just no, got to find the clip. I still want
4: the yes. little CGI guy yeah,
3: in the middle, right to, next to We Jacob's need to do a dippling around. That's, Christopher? Yes. We need to do. I that. have projectiles over here. We need so does to he. I have <laughs> so projectiles. I have
0: more projectiles than you do.
3: <laughs> if you have no clue what please, we're talking please about, please
4: do not throw Ryan toward, toward some At some
2: point, leave the guest alone. We're going to bring back that footage and show all of you what you missed. No, you're not. Yes, we are. um, Because it's just too irresistible. Welcome back to League Lap Radio. And we are talking with Ryan Repko, our special guest for the evening. And and, And Dancing uh, Jake. And yeah, Dippling Jacob. Uh, I'm Tom Baker. He's (laughs) Dippling Jacob. This is Randy Miller and over across the way behind the glass. You can't see him, but he's here. You can hear him Is Chris Murdoch. Yeah, he is uh, punching buttons over there and occasionally interjecting when he chooses to do so. Um, So we we got you through your first uh, Xfinity race. When the race was all over, what thoughts went through your mind after the race?
5: I want a bottle of water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <it was laughs> that warm. would make sense. Oh yeah,
5: um, you know those races are a lot longer than late model races. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't fall out of the seat. Let me make that clear. I've been going to the gym three to four times a week. I I was prepared for that, but. It still was the longest race I've ever ran, and it was a really hot day. So um, I was I about was...
0: to say, I've been to Iowa once, and I thought I was going to die. It's hot
5: up Well, there. now imagine it with a black fire suit <laughs> yeah. and a car that's about 150 <laughs> degrees, warm and toasty.
2: There you go. Yep. Now, do you have a trainer that you work with, or are you just kind of on your own?
5: No, I um I just kind of Google different workout plans, and I actually work out at UNCC over the summer because it's it's the cheapest workout plan going twenty five bucks. Well, for he just segued you yes.
2: into the segway. question you wanted. To yes. ask him.
3: yes. But, yes. Se- segway, please by all means regale us on what you're doing at UNCC because obviously you know going to school while still trying to drive a race car mm. and all that is. is been really important
8: for you.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, college, it's busy. I mean, you have to work hard in college, but um, it's. I'm a pre business major. I'm eventually going to declare finance when I'm a junior. You in know, other words, choice. he's way smarter than the rest yeah, of us at this choice. table.
2: <laughs> well, not necessarily, but he's headed that way. Finance he's is a good that decision.
5: Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I just kind of see like managing money, almost like the world of motorsports. Like I mean, picking out different teams and stuff like um, that. Where you want to, <laughs> you, you know, where you want to invest. I mean, yeah. you know, I think I can run better at this team versus this team. You know, I mean, so I can kind of relate it to that. So it's kind of the same idea. So I think I can enjoy that as Wall a career Street option. Two, the
2: Ryan Repco story.
5: A sort <laughs> coming to a the theater near you in
2: 2038.
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Well, were you always a numbers guy? Is that? something just growing up or you know the racing thing kind of led you that direction
5: Uh, I would I would almost say that racing kind of led me to want to do that instead honestly I mean I don't know I always thought I would be an engineer just because that's what my Mm -hmm. dad did and I wasn't really exposed to anything else but then um we've got a family friend that's a financial planner and I went and shadowed him for a day just to kind of I'll see what he does just to be exposed to something else and then I was in I ended the day I was like that's pretty cool I want to do that (laughs) <laughs> a yeah, mm-hmm. It's a great
7: idea.
5: Yeah. Probably a smart
4: idea in this kind of in this world. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, Motorsports being so you know sponsor driven and so business driven. Yeah. It's
5: probably a smart idea to do that. Don't mm-hmm. have
4: to worry about replacing that with a robot
2: anytime no. soon. No, I so. mean, people
5: are always going to need money managed. So, yep. I mean, you're kind of. It's a good idea. Yeah. Now,
2: Absolutely. you did something very special because for those of you who don't know, um, About, what, maybe a month ago now, was it? Yeah, just over a month Um, ago. There was a shooting at UNCC, and um, Ryan chose to do something pretty special after that event uh, with with your late model. Talk a little bit about what you did.
5: So for those that maybe didn't see it on social media, it was basically the same paint scheme I always run, only I colored everything that was red-green, and then we had a Charlotte Strong logo on the hood. And what we did was... You could buy a lap of the race. We had a 125 lap race at Motor Mile with the car store, and that was, you could buy a lap for $20 a piece, and all that money was collected online through the Niner Nation Rises program, which was raising money for the victims. So it was more something to be of emotional support with the paint scheme and also financial support for maybe the victims or in the hospital who needed medical bills paid and stuff like that. And then I want to give a shout-out to Chris Regal and his team at the car store. He did a pie-in-the-face contest, and what happened was – yeah, I know. You probably saw it. Uh-huh. And yeah, he yeah. Got, he was got, he the one getting hit? Oh, yes. yeah. He got the crap oh. beat out of him. But um I forgot how much they were taking up, but they ended oh, up I raising Oh, I can imagine thousands. Well, they had a cap on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah, that way that didn't happen. So I think they raised a little over $400. But the way that worked was they had three different drivers. Um, it was me, Minnie Tyrell, and Tommy Lemons. Okay. And there were three different charities, and whoever finished in front of the other one, they ra- they got all of the money for their charity. Um, I had it until the last lap, and then, unfortunately, there was an incident, and I didn't get it. But I, I still want to give a shout-out to him for being such a great – um. I guess team player, and, yeah. <laughs> You know, taking one for the team and raising that money—that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Bravo, Regal. If you, yeah,
2: if, if he's a
5: good guy, he does a great job. He is job a great guy. So I was
2: gonna say, if you don't know Chris, he's a great guy. You know, we we just pick on him because well, we can. Um, uh-huh. And you know, it is true that he probably would be a very popular. Um, what would you call that? A very popular target. for Well, pies at we'll the see. Face. He's the
5: race director, yeah, so at the exactly. end of the day, somebody's going to disagree right. with him, regardless yep. of what happened. <laughs> so that's funny stuff. That's
3: where, as a driver, you take you, you. That's a positive way to take out your frustration on the race director. <laughs> but it's important to give back, and, and you and raise that, the money for
2: charity. That was really a, a great thing that you did to mm-hmm. to
4: do. Your Can we line up help.
0: Johnny Sauter with a NASCAR official? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> yes. I I would totally get behind that. Or Austin Hill. Um well
2: hey. if we if Johnny Sauter was the one getting hit Austin Hill would buy unlimited. He would pay whatever it yeah. took just to have all the tickets. Yeah, Some $50,000 like that. that he got. From. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um but anyway, uh so you you got like I s- started to say earlier you got through your first Xfinity race. Now where do you go from here? Uh what what can we expect late models, you know whatever? For the rest of the year out of you, are you going to be back in the Xfinity car again?
5: So I'll be back in the Xfinity car. Not really sure where. we got to determine um, – got to assess kind of how this weekend went and the different mistakes I made. We might, if we might decide to try to run another short track race and minimize those mistakes before I run, say, an intermediate race or something like that. But I'll also be back in my late model. I have, um, I'm i aligned with the Reynolds Racing Chassis, one of the top um, late model stock yep. teams in the southeast. And um, I've been having a good season over there. Just haven't had any luck. We've had some fast cars. Yeah, but man. Just, um, I don't know, man. Got to have a race go our way here pretty soon. So, what's
2: are you running Dominion with the Cars Tour this weekend? Are You chasing the whole tour, or No, what's, no I um, guess you can't because you're.
5: I've already um, missed a few of their races, yeah. but that that's a great series to be aligned with. Um, they do a great job. I'm not sure if I'll be at Dominion this weekend. Um, originally, that was on the schedule, but now we're kind of getting to the part. This part in the season is generally where we ignore the schedule and just kind of <laughs> do what you do. Figure something yeah. out because. Um, you know we had that Xfinity deal come up and then we we obviously wanted to pursue that and now right. um now we kind of got to assess, you know, what we want to do the rest of the season. I get the sense overall that
3: yeah, maybe on paper it doesn't look flashy, but I I get the sense you're pretty happy with how Sunday went.
5: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I learned a lot and at the end of the day that's what you want. You want to be able to learn a lot and um you know, we're big picture racing. Um I don't want to have any form of bad reputation in the sport, um, you know that. Which is really easy to do being new oh, in yeah. that series, and um, I feel like I kept myself kind of low key and didn't really cause any problems with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's pretty successful in its own. And um, I'm hoping to get approved for intermediates here pretty soon.
3: What was the biggest thing that you had to learn? with the driving the Xfinity car compared to the late model. I mean, you've kind of of had an unorthodox way of
5: getting from, you know, rung to rung here. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the biggest thing in qualifying, the reason why we didn't qualify very good was I've always been taught in my late model, you know, drive it in on the chip, get it pointed, and then all the throttle. Well, when I got out of the car, they were telling me, you know, you didn't know to do this because we didn't have any practice. But if we would have gotten to practice, we would have told you you can roll into it a lot sooner and be carrying all that speed. See, I've never been used to that because in my late model, if I were to do that, I would literally be picking up the gas before the center of the corner. Right. And that, that gets you in all kinds of trouble. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, again, you've taken big swings. I mean, you mm-hmm. went from quarter midgets directly to late models – and then late models, you directly you had a few to yeah. stops a couple of the Arca couple series, races, but, but you know, basically, almost straight to Xfinity. But did, at least, did you feel like with the ARCA starts that you had with Mason, did you feel like that at least gave you some sort of base knowledge going into Xfinity? And also, were, were you able to use any of the sim technology that we have available today to to get some uh, some sort of idea that way?
5: Well, yes, but without the MMM deal, that this would have never even happened because that's where we met Jr. and we right. really got aligned with him. But, um,
2: but in terms of the, from car to car, did it give you any measure? Oh of, yeah, I mean,
5: okay. it was the pit stops were different because I mean, Nashville and Madison, you know, we're obviously going a lot slower on pit right. row and stuff like that. But it's the same general thing. So I was able to kind of have an idea of what I was doing going into this weekend. And then, um, yeah, I spent a lot of laps on iRacing, just doing all that, which it did turn out to be pretty different. But still, you get a good visualization for how big the racetrack right. actually is, because everything's laser scanned, so it's exactly. So um, the car did handle different, but and the lines kind of worked a little bit different. But it it was better than nothing for sure.
3: I I want to quote you. I, I, Chris is going to yell at me for screwing up his clock. He'll get over it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to quote something that you said <laughs> earlier during one of the breaks because I was thinking about it. Oh and I'm gosh. just like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but Tom mentioned it. You went from quarter minutes to late models and you know, other than those two ARCA races, basically late models straight to Xfinity.
5: And I think your exact words were, I don't recommend doing what we did, but it kind of worked out okay. So, I recommend doing the legend car step between quarter midgets and late models because i remember i was winning so many quarter midget races you know I, my, yep. before my first limited race i was like yeah we got this you know i think i went out there and ran like 10th out of like 15 cars or yeah. something like that and i was like "Ooh, that's not very good maybe we don't got this yeah i was like yeah we need we need some more test days we need some more races laps in a big car
2: <laughs> we're gonna start our number two of league lap radio presented by hms motorsport right around the turn don't go anywhere
1: The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it.
0: Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I
2: had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but
4: it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force.
1: Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Weed Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We also have to give a nod, because we appreciate them as well, to Strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. Whether you've got a car or a motorcycle, if you want to improve your ride, Strutmasters is the place to go for that. Just give Uh, Chip Lofton and his staff a shout, either by going to strutmasters.com or just call them. Say, hey, this is what I got. I want to do something to improve my ride, and uh, they will help you out, and they are good at what they do. And so we want to thank Chip and the folks from Strutmasters for helping to make these shows possible and being a part of our family, and we'll tell you about Uh, another big part of our family a little later on. In this hour, my name is Tom Baker. Next to me is Jacob Seelman. Next to me on the other side is Randy Miller. Over there at the head of the table, so to speak, is Ryan Repko, our special guest for the evening. And, of course, we got Murdoch uh, manning the controls and uh, occasionally talking to us. Can I Uh, occasionally
0: talk right now? You
2: can, if you'd like.
0: Because I got a really interesting question for Ryan.
2: Okay, fire away. So... I think
0: if you pay attention on your social media, it's no secret that you like a certain paperclip track, uh, Martinsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes that track so enjoyable to you to run?
5: Well, I've only ran in a late model, so it's different from everything else. But I feel like when you get to the end of the straightaway, you're flying, and then you basically got to stop. So I think that's just fun because you always feel like you're just plunging into the corner. So, I mean, it's just it's fun to drive by yourself, and then you get a bunch of people out there. And it's just insane. There's racing all over. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. The same racing that you're doing in the top five is the same as they're doing back in 20th. Like, it's it's an incredible oh, yeah. racetrack. Yep. And it's all out for the late model race. So I just, that's that's definitely one of my favorite racetracks. Can
3: we use Chris's question as an excuse to ask you what you think about the changes to the late model race? If you hadn't, I was going to. Oh, good. Well, I'd you to it.
2: <laughs> what do you think?
5: Well, I'm trying to think what all of them were because I so, haven't uh, gone. here. I know oh, one of now, them.
0: Aren't they now the richest paying late model race? They are. Well, that's a positive for sure. <laughs> yes. Two grand. So
5: the biggest I'm, thing I saw that I liked was I think they're taking the top 20 instead of the top two in out of qualifying. Yep, yeah. I like that a lot better because I mean. It's so easy to be a really good car, and then let's say you qualify third. I did that back in twenty sixteen.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. There's it's a, like, uh...
5: then you enter your heat race, and there's a very good chance that you get wrecked, and then well, you yeah. don't make the race.
2: The, the LCQs are just, just crash fests.
5: I've never been sent home from that race. I've always been in the feature. But yeah, <laughs> but um, good for you. But uh, there have been incidences where you know if this guy would have dove down here, and you know something like that happened. Sure. Then you you're stuck scratching your head, and you had fast cars, so that's that's unfortunate. But I feel like you know if you take the top 20, then those top 20, everybody's normally really close to that race. So those are probably some really deserving cars that deserve to be in the future.
3: So we you know we take the top 20, we go back to single car qualifying, which is another thing that I like because I love it. it I actually, like that too. I love it. it actually record you know records rewards fat you know fast cars, mm-hmm. not just. You know, group qualifying and yeah. hope you get lucky by not getting pinned behind somebody. Unlimited green-white checkers. Oh, love boy. that, too. <laughs> we we that are too. going to finish That might this be race a little scary. Under, it might be, but it at least saves the debacle of C.E. Falk winning because he beat Corey Heim to the line on a restart lap. Like but he, I do like love they the year. fact
2: that the last segment...
5: Is it's 50, now 50, 50 laps instead, instead of, of 20. Te- uh, 20, yeah. yeah. They might it, need a good.
2: halfway
0: break for the green-white checkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: come in and refuel them yeah. for all six of them that are left. So, well, <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah, still three stages this year, 75 laps, 75 laps, and then 50 laps to the yeah. finish. And instead of the uh, $2,000 halfway break, because last year they did the first stage in 100 laps, um, this year they'll pay out $1,000 to the winners of the first two stages. So there's bonus money on the line. Like you mentioned, Tom, they've upped the purse for the top five, $32,000 to win. Uh, That's not a shot at the Old North State Nationals or anything.
2: That's for the, again, for Uh, for those in our audience, that's $2,000 more to win than the Cars Tour paid for uh the Old North State Nationals earlier this year, which was designed to be the richest paying race in history. And it was until until now. now. (laughs) <laughs> so I suppose next year's Old North State Nationals will be worth 33000 and we'll just keep nah. well, that. What, that's what I said. Maybe. Now we're,
0: it's just going to be a competition between you know series to see who can take the title. I what, think we should do the, the Price is Right thing. The, the, the drivers will I mean, Ryan should feel good about
2: it. That's I mean, good for just, the sport, <laughs> I feel like, because that's yeah. going to
5: attract cars and that's going to attract interest. So, it, I mean, it's, it's a good thing. This is
2: the prices is Right thing. It should be 32,000 dollars $32,001. Yeah. You know, because there's always that one, like, evil person that, yeah. it, you know, bids a dollar. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then wins. Um, Naturally. But yeah. it, it's it's not quite as good as the fight between uh, Eldora Speedway and Knoxville Raceway for the title of highest-paying sprint car oh, race. Because Tony just Tony just made the King's Royal $175,000 to win, which is twenty five grand more than the Knoxville Nationals. So. Because he can. Because, yeah, because Tony can. You know. It's Tony. Why not? So yeah, I think
2: it's I think it's a cool deal. I like all the changes, and I think, you know, the biggest the biggest complaint everybody has with that late model race every year is just crash fest. And everybody, you
3: know, takes yeah. everybody out trying to win the a- thing as at the end. Of the whatever, fans say it's a cluster. You know what? Yeah, and, and hopefully so some of these rules make it less of yeah, that.
2: I mean, that's because again, these are the most talented drivers in late model racing. Um, you know, and you know from running it yourself, Ryan. It's even without everybody, you know, taking each other out and, you know, being over aggressive, it's still a really hard race to do well in.
5: I mean, it's definitely a competitive race. I mean, I think we had a hundred cars show up last year. So that's, uh, I mean, where else are you going to find that? I don't think any racetrack across the country even came close to touching that. I mean, I think the Mm -hmm. second would probably be like a cars race where they had like 30 of them. Right. So, I mean, it's just insane. And they're, they're good cars. It's not like you know we've got these five that can win the race. Then the rest of them, it's there are probably about twenty-five cars that show up that can at realistically win that race. Probably yeah.
2: forty. I mean, it's it, it's the best of the best. And um, I think now
0: adding the purse, you know, you have a, you had a hundred cars show up last year. I I mean, you everybody might have their brother. More. Every everybody and their brother is going to try to run that race. One yeah. because it's Martinsville, and
5: two it pays a lot of money. Sure does. Oh, it's going to be insane. It's going to definitely be insane.
2: What do you think about the Modifieds coming back next year?
5: I mean, I think that's cool. I'm, I personally don't follow the Modifieds that closely, but, I mean, Martinsville's a great track, and I feel like any series that goes on that track normally puts on a good show, so it'll be good for you that to watch happen. watch that one. He's yeah. just a fan of the paperclip in general. Oh, I love that track. You need track. to tune into that one. The Modifieds at Martinsville will be –
2: you won't believe what you're going to see. They they will put on a heck of a show there. I'm sure. Yeah, that that's a long-standing tradition that should have never stopped, and I'm thankful they're they're bringing it back. Um, so that's great. Okay, we know that you have, and and we're not. This is not an exit question. You're you 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 you're welcome to, to hang out here for the rest of the time. Um, but I want to make sure we get this in because sometimes we get sloppy and we don't. You have a lot of people who have contributed
5: to your success. So mm-hmm. who helps Ryan Repko make this happen? So I definitely want to thank the sponsor we had for this weekend's Xfinity race, uh, Tom McLean over at the McLean Group. He's uh, fighting lung cancer, so we're hoping oh, for the man. best out of that. For but um, he's been a longtime boy. sponsor of mine. Um, gosh, since I started racing late models and a really good guy, um, I want to thank PMG for kind of creating the opportunity for me and the route to get there and, um, you know, Reynolds racing chassis for the late mile stuff, um, RW race engines and, um, my dad for supporting me through all this. My mom for taking me to races since I was, um, 10 years old and yeah, I think that'll do it. <laughs>
2: wow. Well, it's it definitely is good to see you get to that step and hearing that there's a pretty good possibility that you're going to get to do it at least one more time this year is really cool for us because we've enjoyed following you. And we believe as Mason believed, we believe that, you are one of the top prospects in the country who's not currently in a national series full time. And we, you know, we would love to see you uh, love to see you get there. And it it's, it's a lot of fun to have you in here and and to talk with you. So uh, you've done a great job this evening. Um, So we, we have, uh, we have a bunch of stuff that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, But uh, that's terrifying. Well, but but I I want to kind of skip ahead a little bit because we've we've got the Cup cars back in action this coming weekend and yep. it's Sonoma and yep. that means it's a road course. Um, yep. More significantly, though, it's the last time that we're going to hear buggity buggy, buggy, let's go racing, boys" unless someone else steals the line which I'm sure Daryl would be fine with, but likely not to happen. So I'm wondering what thoughts go uh, go through each of our minds
3: when we think about Daryl Waltrip. Wow. Um, see, I posed this last week and said we were going to get to this, so I've actually thought about this. My, my immediate response, you know, if you can sum Daryl up in one word, which is, largely impossible by the way uh is jaws when, yeah <laughs> no, I, I i was going more along the lines of legend yeah, i mean he you is. know what he's he done for the sport both from his driving career and you know from a promotional aspect after he got out of the car and now has you know gone into nearly two decades in television whether you love him whether you hate him whether you can't stand to listen to him i don't care what your opinion is you got to respect the man yeah. for giving you know yep what 50 years of his life just about if not more than that to nascar and to making the sport better in any way he can and to me that is the legacy beyond you know any you know beyond any statistics beyond any thoughts of you know well he did this right or didn't do this right in the tv booth he made the sport better for a really 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 long time and gave a lot of people including me somebody to look up to for a lot of years. So, God bless Darryl for, you know, for what he's given to the sport. And I hope he gets some time to relax after Sonoma because I know he, I was at Bristol when he made the uh, the Pret you Nail know, the announcement that this was coming. And, you know, he said, you know, I've been on the road for most of my life. I'm ready to I'm ready to take a step back. And I really do hope he takes that opportunity to step back because it's one that, you know, I know a lot of people maybe maybe don't get to do all that much. We're going to step aside for a minute or two. When we come
2: back, we'll pick up on that. We'll also answer the question that Justin Sullivan asked in our chat. Uh, Can he run the thirty two thousand to win race? At Martinsville in his bomber car. We'll answer that question around the turn. Stick around.
1: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff, or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054.
5: Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports.
3: By the way, be prepared. You get to do one of those before you leave. So,
5: All right, cool. Look alive.
2: Speak, speaking of drivers who have uh, had interesting times at Martinsville, Dylan Bassett mm. bringing us back yeah. from the we uh, uh, break there. But I want to get to... Uh, we were talking about Daryl Waltrip, and mm-hmm. um, you kind of shared your thoughts. Randy, I'm going to give you a chance to share yours. Okay. What do you think about uh, old DW when you think about the fact that this is his last race?
4: Well, Jacob's on the red track, obviously, with legend. Um, but when you're a legend in the sport, you obviously want to leave a legacy, and I hope that the race fans will, will see Darrell Waltrip for much more than just a race car driver. I mean, obviously, you know, being a race car driver, transitioning into – uh, you know, an announcer for so many years. I, I hope that people understand what he brought to the sport and don't just think of him as you know just another guy on yeah. Fox that's right. you know now no longer a part of the business. But um, when you when you take guys like that and, and put them into those positions, you know some people translate really well into those jobs, and other people you just kind of cringe and go, why, why are you, why are you doing this? But with with DW, I mean, obviously. You know, he brought the laughter. He brought the tears. He brought, you know, so many memories to the 20 years that he was on Fox. And I just hope that everybody, you know, especially the younger generation that may not know who he is as a driver, go back and look and do your research on Daryl Waltrip and read about him and his career and the things that he did before he became an announcer with Fox.
2: Ryan, you want to jump in on this? I mean, you've been listening to and watching Daryl for a while. As long
5: as
3: he's been alive.
2: Yeah. Yes.
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't – it's going to be hard watching races without him because I've remembered him for so long. Um, he's been a part of it ever since I started watching. But, um, I mean, they're exactly right. I mean, he's he's more than a race car driver. He's brought a lot to the sport by announcing for so many years. And he's he's been a part of the sport for, like Jacob said, 50 years. So, I mean, he's been a part of the sport for so long now that a lot of people like myself don't even remember it without him. So, um, definitely, he's um, a legend of our sport.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, my thought when it comes to DW, the, the first thing I think of is just fun. You know, he, he has fun. He has fun doing what he's doing. Daryl has always brought a sense of, of passion and a sense of fun to anything he was doing in the sport. It didn't matter if he was driving a cup car, driving a Bush car, driving a late model at Nashville or somewhere in Tennessee, you know, announcing a cup race or, uh, Hosting Nashville now
7: in uh, yeah, Ralph Emery's too.
2: place, yeah. I mean, you know, Daryl always brought. Uh, he always has a good time, and so I agree with you, Jacob. Whether you like Daryl or you don't like Daryl in terms of his style, you got to give him some props for bringing a sense of passion and a sense of fun to the sport. And it's it's very authentic, DW. There was never any pretentiousness. He he never pretended anything. It was always just whatever he was thinking about at the moment. And that was true when he first broke into cup and got the jaws label because, you know, he just liked to talk a lot, especially about other drivers, um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's been, I've seen the whole sort of trajectory of Daryl from the time he came into cup until, you know, until now. And, you know, again, the the sport of auto racing is going to miss Daryl's contributions to it. And I hope that somewhere in some sort of way, every once in a while, Daryl will pop back up and... You know, and and just say hello to us again. Like Ken Squire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean like yeah, exactly. Because you know, it's it's one thing to not want the rigors of the traveling and, and all of that and and the man is seventy two years old. He deserves a rest. Yeah. But um but he needs to um you know, he I, I feel like I, I really wanna see him every once in a while just Show up and induct somebody into the Hall of Fame or do something. Just so that and we if
3: if if we're not if we don't get to keep Daryl in the broadcast booth, can we at least bring him back once a year for the Darlington race?
2: See that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm thinking. It's like somewhere along the way, as as long as you know, he comes out. He comes out and says hello to us now and then, and we'll all have him on social media, of course. But, oh, but of course. You know, Darryl you see all Twitter. these people. You know, um, I mean, I remember I'm old enough to remember when Johnny Carson retired, and and everybody said, you know, don't leave us, and yeah. you know, he so he decides to retire, and we never saw him on TV again except one Oof. time on the Letterman show, and the crowd went absolutely electric when he walked out unannounced and handed Letterman a top 10. You know, I, I'd love to see Daryl every now and again just pop back in and say hi. You know, because I think the sport needs Daryl Waltrip to, to still at least be some sort of a part of it. But God bless the man for all right. of the years that he's put into the to, to our sport from the time he started until – now right. so you know i'm i know that i'm gonna look forward to sunday's broadcast because i have the feeling that it's just all gonna come off uh, the, the gloves are gonna come off yes <laughs> you know because <laughs> you know that jeff gordon and mike joy and everybody else in that fox crew are going to just bring the a game and you're going to hear a lot of talk about their wall trip on sunday and you probably probably
3: didn't expect you'd hear yeah
2: exactly and probably a few uh barbs thrown his way and just you know that's going to be a fun time on sunday i think everybody's going to be nice and loose for that and um it's always a great race which brings me kind of to my
3: next uh, my next topic. Hey, before you get off on that topic, yeah. I have two points I want to make. Okay. Number one, I want to answer the Justin Sullivan's question that oh, we never answered in the that's chat. That's right. Sorry, uh, Justin. Dear, dear Justin, I don't think you can race your bomber at, in the Martinsville late model 300, no.
2: I, I think if you put about $32,000 into the bomber and made it into so,
4: could make it somehow into a late model stock, maybe you'd be able to You run. might get away with it toward the end of the race when they all start looking
5: like bombers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'll let you do that, though. Tech's pretty strict there. They always hate the bodies on my yeah. cars and make us change stuff.
2: Justin says for thirty-two grand, i will race a Barbie Jeep as long as it has four tires and a motor. There you go. There you go. So, you know, that's it's a uh, good way to stay out of spoken and wait until like like
5: everybody a, wrecks. Yeah, spoken <laughs> like a true racer. Yeah,
2: Beagle bomb. Um, spoken like a true racer there. Okay, so um, back to uh Back to my second, your second point. point. I want to get Ryan to sign the wall. Oh, well, we can do that. All right. We'll do that, and then we'll talk Sonoma. Take a spot. This is uh, a tradition for those of, of you who are not familiar with the show. We have our wall of fame here. Ryan this is exciting because never, I've never been on this side of the table uh, yeah, where yeah, the wall's been say, signed before. Get... I don't get to see this part. Ryan's going to put his autograph, yeah, wherever you'd like, as long as there's an empty spot there. You just can't ride over someone
4: else. So Ryan goes far don't left. Like, don't be like Johnny Sauter and run over somebody. Yeah, Bye. we don't want you to do that. Oh, that's smart.
3: Oh, look uh, at that. Yeah. Both car numbers. Yeah,
5: yeah, there we go. We got an one No, he doesn't have to change it for a while. A 14. Oh. Yes, yeah, I got my late model 14, and then I got the one Xfinity there car out right there. There
2: we go. Okay, so talking about Sonoma, um, I feel like this is a race that 10, even 10 years ago, we'd have been talking about people like Boris said and saying, these are guys who could win this race. What did he say? We don't. Well, he didn't say anything. No. Well, I can't nor believe did... you're
0: going to not start this off with talking about the new layout.
2: Well, there's that too. Um, but I think the larger point I want to make before we even get to that is we don't need ringers anymore. Because we've got this whole generation of cup racers who are really, really good on road courses. And there's about half a dozen or so of them that are going to get a- additional experience by running in the K&N race um, the day before prior to... Uh, their cup start, which is always which happens
4: every year anyway. Yeah,
2: it's always interesting. But um, I feel like this is a race that's up for grabs this year. And part of the reason for that is because, well, uh, we're, we're going to, as I saw it put in one article, take a walk on the wild side this year and run what basically is the full Sonoma course, which had the carousel. Yes, we're going to add the carousel which makes me hope gives me hope that when we get to Watkins Glen at some point hopefully if not this year the next we're going to put the boot in there and run the whole dog on course at Watkins Glen because I think that should have happened all along. But what do you think adding that carousel is going to do to the racing at um Sonoma
3: I don't really think it's going to change it all that much other than maybe open up one or two more passing zones which is always good when you consider it's a road course and there's you know potentially limited passing opportunities but I think it's great personally. I've always been a big fan of the full layout at sonoma and i never really understood why we didn't use it for nascar why we why we always used the short course I don't so know. i'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing it play out this weekend it's also in celebration of the 50th anniversary of sonoma raceway which i think is really really cool
4: well and i think it's the perfect time to add it randy you got on you got an opinion no it's just it's funny because when i hear you guys say carousel it makes me imagine like drivers stopping and getting out of their cars and riding the merry-go-round <laughs> and getting back in and taking off i think again. it's that i mean i I know what it is. I, so. I think it's cool. It gives, like Jacob said, it gives an opportunity to pass, but it also gives an opportunity for somebody to take somebody else out. So, because it's two extra corners of the <laughs> well, track that you can use for your advantage, four so, extra or corners. four extra corners. I mean, that you can use to take your advantage. So, I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be fun. It'd be cool to see to see the new, you know, kind of kind of the new old layout because they used the layout before several years ago, right? right? And then they stopped it and went to the older layout. So, it'd be cool. I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we ever went to the short courses on those two. Those two particular facilities, but I'm excited about it because I think it it will at least for this year in some way, I feel like add a little bit of neutrality to this, although we're going to have, like I said, we got about five or six of the guys that are going to run. In the K and N race as a warm up.
4: Does which... K and using the full course too? Or are they using the? Short as far course? as I know. Yeah, okay. I think I think
2: they are. I think that's why those guys are doing Just that. Um, and I've never been a big fan of that, to be honest, because um, I think you know the K and N drivers should. But then again, you know we've had Will Rogers basically steal the thunder there before, and he's it mean, again. But so
3: so to be fair, Will Rogers. It, not being in a full-time car is a crying shame because the boy deserves it. I agree. Um, so I, I don't consider him in the same category as I do the cup interlopers because God knows. Well, Will, no, I was Will's making Will's the point was, that he, as a K&N yes. regular, he... He came in and spanked him last spanked him. year. Yeah. Um. I And ran second to Harvick, the yes. one year that Harvick ran yeah. Sonoma. Mm-hmm. So, dear Will Rogers, please do things again this weekend. Okay, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I want to see a regular kick all the uh, cup guys' butts. So if
3: you want a suggestion on another regular to watch watch this weekend Derek Krauss is coming off a huge yes in his tran, in his debut in the series by the way won the Trans Am race on Sunday this you know Sunday this past weekend at Sonoma hadn't set foot in a Trans Am car before this weekend and he went out and smashed it was really cool to watch didn't even have to go four wide at the end to no pull he off didn't the win um, amazing so keep an eye on Derek. If, if the, you know Bill McAnally builds fast race cars, and sure I think if, if Derek comes in with the confidence of, of, of that victory and can really make something happen, this is his third year running the can West race at Sonoma. He knows that track. Yep. Yeah, the carousel is going to throw everybody for a little bit of a loop, and- but I like Derek to have a shot too.
2: We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. You are watching or listening to Lead Lap Radio, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. We will be right back. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at HMSMotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you.
0: Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk.
6: A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
3: Hi, I'm Brandon McGreynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Let
2: me some Metallica. Welcome back yeah. to New Lap Radio presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, strutmasters.com, the suspension experts. And we want to thank uh, the fine folks at mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. If you are looking for a career change or just looking for your first career and you might be thinking about something along the lines of IT, my computer career is the place for you to go they have a free career evaluation test you can take on their website at mycomputercareer.edu if you decide to go forward doesn't have to be a full-time commitment you can do it a few days a week uh, both either online or at one of their seven campuses across the country and oh by the way financial aid is available if you qualify including the gi bill and of in as little as 4 months you can be ready for one of the 2 million or more uh jobs that are currently unfilled in cybersecurity in this country and mycomputercareer.edu can provide that training they do work with hundreds of employers to try and get you placed once you are ready to go so mycomputercareer.edu it's training for a better life and oh by the way if you're not that great at math or science don't worry, it's not rocket science, it's mycomputercareer.edu. We continue now with uh, League Lap
4: and been talking about Sonoma, and Randy, you were going to make a point before the break. Well, I had to look at the entry list because I saw that Haley Diggum was on there, so my point now is that they're <laughs> across there, watch out, because Haley's in the race. But And wow. she has the ability to turn left and right, and apparently turns right a lot. So having it Sonoma is not going to be very much trouble wow. for her. But am okay. I right, Jacob?
2: Yeah, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob teed off
4: on
3: Haley Deegan. Work with I me here, did, Jacob. Work uh, with me here, I, I did tee off last week on Haley Deegan. And I she, she can turn left that.
4: and right very well.
2: That's
3: yeah. all I said. But
2: uh, it's going to be interesting to watch her on the road course, actually. But She's been running she's road an courses an,
3: for the last three weeks. I do agree. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the de- here's the deal. With- last three <laughs> Here Here's the deal with that. She's an off road racer, so she's used to yeah. not going. Not so she turning won't even she won't even time.
4: be on the course. She'll just be off in the grass somewhere. Ouch! I do that on, on wow. PlayStation all the time. When I get to the corner, I don't do the corner. Just run through the dirt. Whatever. It- it it's works. amazing how it well it out works on the other there. Side. It does. I won every race this Omaha. the
5: splitter off of
4: it, ah. <laughs> it's
5: right. You have yeah. the
4: reset button. You start over. That's yeah. But that's how
5: works. but I, I'm in
2: general agreement with the idea of the that I don't like the interlopers in this race I feel yeah you and I are it's in just too much with this. like Tom Brady going
3: back and playing for you know his high school or his college team again I, I, pre- I, just, I, predicate, I predicated my tweet that I posted uh, during one of the breaks that I, I said I'm going to get hate mail for this because I know how the fans are but I refuse to back down from the point okay I get I cut Noah Gregson a little bit of slack. Uh, Because he wants to go back home and race in front of the home crowd, so to speak. And he, as you referenced during one of our breaks, Tom, Noah Gregson made Jefferson Pitts Racing in its current iteration. Before that, I would argue Greg Persley kind
4: of made the yeah. team. But... He's not a cup driver either. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, no. Noah's an Xfinity driver. No, no, but I'm saying, though, it's a whole lot worse when you have all the cup guys running came yeah. in. Yeah. But if you have Xfinity and truck guys running well, it, it's not so bad. Noah's still trying to get the yeah. experience to get the
3: right. cup yeah. Yeah. So, the he's still so, looking for experience success. I, yeah. I give Cole Custer a bit of a strike here because he's already been there, done that at least once in the Sonoma K&N race. It's like, this is not new. I know you're looking for something to do, Cole, but. Isn't he hometown, though, too? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't don't have an issue with the Xfinity guys. It's just the season cup guys that
2: are going back. Yeah, Austin Dillon's
3: Dillon's been there, done that a bit. Now, Priest and Hemrick are doing it because they've never seen Sonoma. But, right. Uh, it's it's just the whole concept yeah, here. Hard. I mean, yeah, I, I get why they're doing it. It doesn't mean I have to like it, and my, I don't
2: like. I it. I guess my deal it's, with it is, I'd feel a little better about it if they, if the way that it worked was, if one of the cuppers won, and let's just pick an Canon uh, regular yeah. here. Let's say Derek Kraus. Krause finished second. If they would give Kraus first place points and all right. of that, in other words. You know, right. it basically, a, do it like you would do an IMSA race. We yeah. have two separate divisions. Yeah, or do do, like or
3: do it you like know. you do it in the National Series, where you know the you know these guys that are coming down from the National Series don't get you know don't don't get points at all. Like you when but you they do get money and they do
2: they do get the win. And that's my problem well, but, with this is I just don't. I think I mean, points get, are irrelevant. The, think, yeah, but, but you want point, and it should be that way. So I want
3: to I want to draw the timeline here and go back to where this all actually started because it really started if you circle back about I'm gonna say five six I think the last time I'm looking and we didn't actually have somebody that was a national series regular at that point was 2013 so if you draw back if you draw back to 2014 is where this really got started Um, Kyle Larson who was in his first you know one of his first years in the Xfinity Series, right? Actually, I guess it was his first year in the Cup it Series. It was his first year in Cup, but... He uh, you know, he came to Sonoma in a Steve Turner-prepared 40... You know, Steve Turner-Chip Ganassi yeah. 42 car and beat the pants off everybody yeah, to exactly. win that race. That was a race where you had Ricky Stenhouse jump down from Roush. You had Michael Annette jump down at that point, and I'm trying to remember if he was Xfinity or not. He was still in Xfinity. It, uh, no, actually, he was in Cup at that point. Um, Wait, 20, Michael that? yeah, twenty four. The twenty fourteen race, he was in Cup that year. He that who are was he racing for in Cup. He he ran three full seasons in Cup. But who is he racing for that year? He was racing. Oh, that was the year he was racing for Tommy Baldwin. Oh, okay. That was, he was okay. running the Baldwin okay. car that year. Um, you had Michael Annette jump down with TMC and Pilot. You had Cole Custer jump down from either. Ex, I guess he would have been. No, Cole was. He wasn't even in Xfinity Cole, yet. Yeah, Cole was running. Cole was, that was his first year run. He was old enough to run trucks. Yeah. So I give Cole a bit of yeah. a pass uh, that year. But you had Allgaier jump down and run. Um, you had Austin Dillon. That was the first year Austin Dillon jumped down and ran yeah. in an RCR car. Um, I think maybe 20, 2013 you may have actually had Trevor Bain run, come to think of it. I'm trying to scroll results and think on my feet. Trevor um, had very little road course experience, though. Yeah, he did. So, for, I, I wasn't
4: that. A, wasn't a a, that the first year that Road America was on the schedule for Xfinity? Uh, it might have been, yeah. And wasn't that, the, like, um, I believe that was the weekend that they actually ran both. Like, it, uh, uh, Yeah, Xfinity it ran been. that weekend, and they were running might've back and forth. Actually. So, a lot of them ran Sonoma yeah. because the Sonoma race was right. for, before. Road America, because right. they had Road America on Sunday. Sunday, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so really? a lot of them doubled just so they could right. get the experience on the road course to go back to Road America so and then, run the like Yeah, so.
3: so let's draw the timeline out a little bit more. 2015, you had Trevor Bain uh, jump down from Roush to run in a McAnally car, and he was kind of the only real interloper that you had that year because everybody that's now in the National Series was still – oh, right. Austin Dillon again. Yeah. There, Dillon Austin. does yeah. it every year just about. It, which is a little annoying for me. Yeah, um, at least he has really, won it yet. Yeah. So. 20, 2016, Chase Elliott won it, dropping down from Hendrick. Um, so, I mean, this is not a new thing. That was actually the first year that Will Rogers showed up to Sonoma in a mm-hmm. K&N car. Yep. Um, you know, 20, 2017 was the year that Harvick won it, jumping down from – you know, in a Jefferson Pitts SHR car. Let's just, yeah. let's just be real yeah. and call that one. So Ferrari running a Volkswagen bug race. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um yeah, that was the year you also had Suarez jump down in a in a um MDM car and Blaney jump down as well. And then last year was the year that it really, 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 really pissed me off. Cause you had Eric Almarola in a bona fide Stuart Haas car. Yeah. William Byron in a Jefferson Pitts Hendrick car. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Suarez in a DGR Crosley Gibbs car. Eric Jones in a DGR Crosley Gibbs car. And there was one more. One. I'm, I am missing one. Bowman. Yeah. you in know, in, Ma- in a McAnally Hendrick car. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, and, and look, I don't want to vilify anybody. I'm just, I just don't care for the idea. I've never liked that because here's why. And my perfect example is Greg Biffle going and winning the truck race at Texas. Tyler Ankrum made up four laps that day and finished third. Greg Biffle comes out of retirement, gets in the 51 truck that's already won five races and wins. Big surprise. And what is everybody talking about the next day? Greg Biffle. Meanwhile, Tyler Ankrum is now out of his truck ride yeah. because he doesn't have sponsorship. After
3: coming from four laps down to finish
2: third. Right. And and so he's now having to step back. And everybody's talking about how Biffle should have been allowed to, to go and race at Iowa the following yeah. week and chase the big money. And my point to that is, you know, we have Ryan Repko sitting here. And, you know, drivers like Ryan and Tyler, and those are the guys that need the publicity at that level. And when you have this type of a situation where all these guys come down now, granted, when Will Rogers went and, and actually won the race and you know, and, and and then the year before, finished second to Harvick, right. and almost beat Harvick. That was huge okay. publicity. That for was Will. huge for him, and it kind yes. of launched him. But at the same time, I feel like the, the the top guys come in, and if they dominate the show, that's what we talk about. And so somebody, you know, like an Angram that goes out and has this great day, nobody's saying anything about that. So that's what frustrates me: is they basically pretty much suck the limelight away from the ones who spend their entire season and a whole lot of money to try and you know and get some publicity and get up to that level. I feel like it just takes away.
4: So basically the moral of the story is that unless it's a cup regular winning, there's not going to be any news about it whatsoever because no one cares if well, it's not a cup regular. I mean, I don't know if the, it's not a knn and n If you have a and
3: n regular go out and smoke all the, all these guys on Saturday, then it's actually worth but even, something. But, but even if, if one of those guys wins then it's a non story as right. far as I'm but
4: concerned. But even if they are competitive whether they win or not they should at least get the you know consideration of going
3: hey, I was at least say, I kept up I was going to say it. yeah. if it's like like, it like what Will did being on yes. Harvick's bumper in the last corner yeah. right. a couple of years
2: ago. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, I love the fact that Harvick had a, a good heart when he was doing that because yeah. he was legitimately trying to. He
3: was trying to do it for the right
2: reason. Yeah, which he was I get. trying to do it f- to, to elevate the race publicity right. itself and, mm-hmm. and to go back and do short track stuff. But anyways, we'll see how it turns out this time. Uh, it will yep. be interesting. We have got a lightning round coming up just around the turn. Stick around. One more segment left on tonight's Lead Lap Radio Show, and we'll be
6: right back with it.
8: For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council.
3: Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network.
2: Welcome back. The party music continues here on Lap Radio tonight. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman to my right, Randy Miller to my left, Ryan Repko at the head of the table over there, Chris Murdoch behind the proverbial glass, punching all the buttons and um, again, interjecting as he wishes. And this is our lightning round on LELAP Radio where we basically throw some topics out there Sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's angry, sometimes it's frustrating, and sometimes it just falls flat on its keister. We're going to try to make that not happen tonight. I'm going to start this with one for Ryan Repko. I would like to know from you, Ryan, you have raced quarter midgets, you've raced late models, now you've raced Xfinity. I want to know if there's one race that sticks out in your mind as the most, the most, Special race that you've run. I'm going to throw out the Xfinity race because I already know that would probably be the answer. Yeah,
0: I have a follow up too.
2: Okay, all right. Give me the one memory that's most memorable to you. It can be any race you've ever run in any class.
5: Martinsville Late Model Race 2016. Okay, so that was the biggest race I'd ever run at the time, and I think 80 something cars showed up that particular year. We've we've been seeing more now that it's at night. Yeah, but um. That was the last day race, and I remember when we went out for qualifying. I was go I was behind Josh Berry, and I remember thinking, "Okay, well, you know, I'll just follow him, and if I do something like him, I'll probably be somewhere up front." Well, I ended up being third quickest, which is something that wow. never happens. And um, believe it or not, I actually passed Josh coming to the line. Like, so that, I'm actually kind of excited to see a single car coming back because. I was going to say, under, the, under this year's format, you'd have been locked yeah. in. I might have made it. I was It was something ridiculously close that I missed it by. But, man, if I could have got that pole in my first year, that would have been unheard of. But still, third place was still unheard of. Um, and then I remember we were very competitive in the race. The heat race didn't quite go our way. We, we had um, – I think we had our air pressures too high or something like that because we ended up taking off, and then we had a caution, and then we got tight. But um, I um, – I think I made it up to, like, fourth or something like that. And then the way our day came to an end, or it didn't come to an end, but it basically took away any chance of winning the race, we actually got dumped under caution by somebody that wasn't paying attention when mm. we checked up. Yeah. Wow. The
3: 2016, was the, that was the year that Mike Looney ended up winning. Yes.
5: yes. So yep. Y- in a Reynolds it. racing chassis. In a Reynolds car, that's right. Yep.
2: Which is what you now drive.
5: I think we had something for him. No, I was in one then, too. I've always oh, been in Oh, okay. One. Yep. Okay.
0: uh. Go ahead, Chris. You have oh, a follow-up. Yeah. So he asked you what your favorite memory was racing. Is there any series or any track or anything in particular, barring Cup, because we know you want to go to Cup, mm-hmm. uh, is there anything out there that you would like to run that maybe you haven't had the chance to?
5: Hmm. I mean, I've always thought it would be kind of cool to run a and n race just because, I don't know, the cars look cool and – there's there seems to be a lot of publicity around that series. I've always thought it'd be kind of cool to run that, but I've never really had the opportunity or the funding to run that.
2: That seems that's a safe. I mean, I was you always look for yeah. I'd love to go race IndyCar. I want to go race a modified. I want to go race a dirt that's car. That's realistic. I want to go. You know, um, you're just saying no it's gonna be a K and N car.
5: So you like yeah, the I'd, stock I'd cars? Like, yeah, I'm, I've always been a big NASCAR fan. I've never really paid too much attention to the. Um, road course racing and other forms of motorsports. I've just been a big NASCAR guy my whole um, the whole time I've been a race fan.
2: And how did you start being a race fan?
5: So when I was five years old, I was um, watching NASCAR. I can't tell you what track, but it was a road course. I remember that much. So I'm thinking maybe Watkins Glen or something like that Probably well, with my grandpa. One. And um, I remember being like, that's cool. I want to do that one day. And then you know, five years passed until I got my first quarter midget, but in that time, I watched every single race. I mean, I was just the biggest race fan ever, and then um, I remember the day we got that quarter midget, and that was an exciting day. So you didn't start racing quarters till you were 10? No, I got a late start compared wow. to how they're doing them now.
2: Okay, so you ran four years, and the quarters went straight to late models. Yep.
5: Yeah, that's how you do it right there. I mean, there. we won 115 races in quarter minutes, so I think it was time to move Yeah, up. probably time to move to something, but that's 20 championships. a big jump, though, right? Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a big jump. But, um, you know, I was I was 14, so most people, when they get in the legend cars, they're like, what, 12, would you say? Something like that. So I'd already almost aged out of that. So um, it almost made sense to keep up with the ladder just to go straight to a limited late model, which is what we ended up doing. Okay.
2: Well, that's interesting. All right. Um, Do you
0: think that's helped you at all? You know, just taking the bigger leaps at a certain point, you know, learning more on your feet as you go?
5: I would say to some degree. I feel like when people come from a legend car, they normally start off better, but there are also some habits that they kind of carry. Me, I always – That's correct. I always drove a stock car, so I never knew any difference. So, I mean, I I almost wonder – In the long run, that might have been a better thing. But in the short run, the Legend car guys tend to start off better, maybe have a better debut race, better first season.
2: Well, Legends are very good for car control. Mm -hmm. But the way that you drive a Legend car compared to the way that you drive a late model, obviously, are different things. Um, The one thing I will say for the Legends cars, though, is I remember, and Ryan Millington is the one who, who told me this, when he went to run Martinsville for the first time. He's he's he was one of the top five fastest cars there, almost out of the box. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said, Well how you know, how did you adapt so well? He said, It's just like running Charlotte, running the shootout in a Legends car. Mm-hmm. Same exact driving style. Basically, you know, on the throttle, go into the turn and stand on the brake. Yep. You know, and so, you know, he was able to kind of take that program and and adapt it Mm -hmm. and be very fast in Martinsville. So that, but that's an interesting um, issue that you bring up. There are differences and you know, the ones who don't recognize that, like you said, they may start off faster or whatever, but they're going to have issues, especially Mm -hmm. I think when you're in, you know, the racing itself, because it's it's, quite a different form of racing than, Mm -hmm. than running legends cars, but it's definitely good car control. I think the legends cars are great for that. Okay. So, around the table and again some of these questions are designed to provoke thought and some of them are just designed to provoke interest so i'm going to start with ryan because he's a racer in this um chris asked you if there was another type of car that you would like to race i want to know if there's a particular track that you've never raced that you would love to go run a race at even if Not in the type of car, but is there a track that you would just love to go run a race there? And if so, what is it and why?
5: So I'm going to go with two of them. Charlotte Motor Speedway, just because that's what I've always grown up with. And then I've actually ran one race here, but I would like to kind of – I had the opportunity to run one race there in the intermediate division, Millbridge, but I'd like to. I would almost like to get an open and run there on a weekly basis, just because it looks like a fun thing to do. I see um, Max Don't McLaughlin go out there. Don't say that too
3: loudly. I might just know some people. Oh yeah. Oh Jacob knows a lot of people. Remainting I just see Max go out there,
5: and it looks like a lot of fun.
3: So I, I, you may or may not know this if you've been out there recently, but I've been announcing there now for about four years.
5: Yeah, you sing so. the national anthem.
2: See? Oh geez, he knows that too. See, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jacob sings the national anthem very well. Um. No, I I I know enough people. If you want to make that a reality, we can probably make we can probably pull some strings and make that but happen. But probably not time.
5: for free. No, so you <laughs> know. I'm not very good. Nobody's gonna give me a ride out there off town. Oh. <laughs> well, there will be there will be people will give you a ride. You just I'm have a, to pay for it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm yeah. a good pavement driver, but um, dirt's not something I perfected. I haven't had much seat time there.
2: I think it it would be a whole lot of fun though. And and I'll tell you what, I I again, this gives us a chance to throw a nice, um, nice plug for the folks at Millbridge Ashley and Jeremy and their staff do an amazing job and they really have transformed that place over the last number of years uh so it's interesting that you mentioned that we've got a few minutes left I want to get the rest of the group involved you know we go to Sonoma I mentioned earlier that I really felt like you know there's no need for ringers anymore because everybody's really really good at this road course thing so I thought it would be fun to pick a winner, first of all, and then uh, I'll have a follow-up to that. We'll start with uh, Randy because I can. Randy Miller, who wins Sonoma on Sunday. Alex Bowman. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Bowman, the showman, Mm -hmm. gets his first win
5: on the road course on Sunday. Ryan, you want to throw out a pick? Kyle Larson because he's going to use all the skills that he learned to win the Speed 51 at Millbridge to... (laughs) Same concept. No, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say <laughs> I think there are any right turns
2: at Millbridge. The last I knew, no, you turn right to go left. But that you, well, see, the, you see what I'm saying here. Okay, technicality. Nah, no, I'm but just messing around. Kyle Larson, that's an yeah. interesting. I'll tell you what, it, I wouldn't be surprised to be very honest, um, but I, there is somebody I like better, Jacob Seelman. <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna say Kyle Busch, folks. No. Get ready.
3: No, <laughs> no, really. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so wrong, but how I wish I wouldn't be because I, I I, I um I, I just think it's cool what they're doing this weekend. So for a sentimental pick, it's D.W.'s last race, and if you haven't seen what Roush Fenway Racing is doing this weekend, they they've actually got one of the Western Auto throwback schemes on the car this weekend. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is oh wow my 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 sentimental throwing it out there pick of, of the driver i would love to see win this race just for just for the hell of it they actually
2: put western auto on the car or is it just the look like
3: no it, it, they've got it's a look alike they've okay. got thank you dw on the quarter panels oh, that's now awesome. if you want me to ask you who i say you know realistically wins this race it's still more it's still way more than a two-inch limb jimmy johnson Jimmy Johnson.
2: Well, Justin Sullivan in our chat doesn't disagree with you. He said, if I'm betting on it, I'll pick Jimmy Johnson, but he's an Austin Dillon fan, so he wants to see Austin Dillon win. And he might just get his wish. Chris Murdoch.
0: Well, Jacob took my pick, so I'm gonna pick Brad Keslowski. Hmm,
2: okay. Interesting. That's that's very interesting. I'm I'm going against all of you because I have a really sneaking suspicion that this weekend we actually see a Stuart Haas Ford in victory lane. Arvik Clint Boyer. Wow. Clint Boyer gets the win this weekend.
3: We remind ourselves that Clint Boyer won with Michael Waltrip racing at Sonoma once yes. upon a prayer. Clint Boyer gets the win, and
2: I'm going to tell you, my, my second pick would be Kurt Busch. I think you, you need to watch Kurt Bush this yeah, weekend. I absolutely. really feel like he's he's going to be gunning for it. Jacob, I think it's time for you to close us out here and we Lab Radio. I think
3: it is, and I want to say thanks to Repco for coming in and spending absolutely. an entire Thank show with us. Thank you for having I, ho- me. I was yeah. say I hope we you had fun. We need to do fun. this more. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we also want to thank our partners at HMS Motorsports, and mycomputercareer.edu for what they do to make everything we do in this building Indeed. with Race Chaser Radio possible. So right now for Randy Miller, Tom Baker, our special guest, Ryan Repco, and Chris Murdoch behind the glass punching buttons. I'm Jacob Sealman. Keep it off the wall, folks, and if you're headed to a racetrack somewhere, well, we might just see you there this weekend. Have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. night. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio Powered by HMS Motorsport the
2: leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com.
0: Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com.